Hey guys, this is Aisha Shelton. I said I wouldn't say that last time, but I'm saying it. Well, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I everybody. won't say my damn name <laughs> <laughs> that way. We won't. We have right. It's like a habit. Yeah, sure. I and can habits make. are good when they serve you well. Really bad. Not that this is a bad habit, but it's just bad habits. Okay, anyway. So today we want to discuss, this is the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast, and we want to discuss couples risk tolerance. Yep. Because everybody, every couple. Has their limits. Has their limits. And there is no right or wrong way. That is true. To build wealth in real estate. And so I think that is glorified in, I think it's over glorified in social media and stuff of how people build wealth in their portfolio. But there's also an, a, a slower way to do it. That is true. And slow doesn't mean bad. It just means different. No, and I think it comes down to your goals and your comfort level with anything, right? What works for your household? Because, yeah. you know, you could be some people mountain climb. I'm not mountain climbing, but I also have a fear of falling off of things, right? So um, everybody has to go where they feel comfortable at the end of the day. And not that that can't grow and not that it can't, you know, change over time as you get exposed to more things in real estate. But it's definitely a good metric to go with your gut and feel comfortable um, when you're first getting started. Yeah. So I, I want to say my first foray into like building wealth through real estate was a book called The Millionaire Next Door. Mm -hmm. um, and it discussed quiet millionaires, like people who don't necessarily look like a millionaire, but they have acquired or amassed this portfolio over time of rental properties and have become millionaires. And so the strategy was, you know, buy a house, live in it for a few years, take the equity out, buy another house and kind of build your portfolio that way. Um, over time, paying off those homes mm -hmm. and obviously getting the cash flow from them, but also they are now a debt-free asset as yep. well. So that's one way to make millions mm -hmm. um, in real estate, specifically as a couple, but, you know, in general. And so that was my first introduction into building wealth through rental properties. But we always like to equate it to Robert Kiyosaki yep. and Dave Ramsey. Yep. So when we first got together, we were very much a Dave Ramsey couple. Definitely a Dave Ramsey couple. Um, we were couple. trying to figure out how to pay off our debt and how to acquire rental properties the slow way. And again, depending on the risk tolerance of you and your spouse, that may work just fine. We know plenty of people who do that. Yeah. Um, but then there is the Robert Kiyosaki philosophy. And that is, debt is good. Yeah. Leverage is even better. Yeah. <laughs> the debt and leverage are your friends and you should utilize them to build your real estate portfolio. Now safely. Safely. I think everything needs a caveat. So, you know, you don't want to go crazy because um, there's risk and and everything and that goes back to risk tolerance or whatever. Uh, when we first got started, not having money was a gift and a curse, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a gift because you have to be much more creative, but it's a curse because a lot of the strategies that Dave Ramsey or other people teach you don't necessarily apply to you, right? And they tell you, oh, cut out everything and eat shrimp fried rice for a Not year. shrimp fried rice. Uh, ramen noodles. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> eat ramen noodles for a shrimp year and pay off $100,000 debt. 
in, you know, eight months. Well, what if you don't make a hundred thousand right? dollars? No, you can still you can still Dave Ramsey. It. I'm not saying it's you can't just, Dave Ramsey. It's gonna it. take you a a long time to get there. And the strategies that Dave Ramsey gives is like live on this very bare bones lifestyle yeah. so that you can save your money to to acquire these these products, you right? Know, somebody put it in a really good term, and I'm I'm trying to remember exactly who it was, but they said while you're while you're saving all your money and waiting to enjoy your life. What happens if you did all this and you die? Yeah. Right. Like there's a an inherent risk in saving yourself wealthy mm -hmm. um, that comes in by the time that you get the money. The the time in which you had to enjoy life isn't over, but it's dramatically diminished. Decreased, right? Yeah. Yes. So you, as you may be able to tell, we are very much. Robert Kiyosaki. We got off the Dave Ramsey train real quick. <laughs> we are Robert Kiyosakians, not Dave Ramseyites. <laughs> Ites. That's I a made, good one. Okay, so I know you that did up. good with that. Um, we are definitely Robert Kiyosakians, and so we we utilize le and leverage debt um, to live and to build our portfolio, yeah. um, and it has served us well. But we have learned some lessons. Oh, a thousand percent. Right. Um, but it's kind of like big risk, big reward, little risk, little reward. And Robert Tsiyosaki actually has a great game called Cash Flow. It's Kevin's favorite game. It is my favorite game. So if he ever invites you. Nobody ever wants to play. <laughs> if he ever invites you to play, time. just be flattered. Be like, oh my God, y'all, Kevin invited me to play Cash Flow. And then don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be well received by my wife. It's a good that's not true. It's a great game. It's it is a it is a good game. You learn a lot. It's boring as all get out, but it's not boring as life. Loves it. The the one thing about the game that I like that it is inherently true is if you play small, you'll always be playing small. Yep. And unless you try some big deals, you'll never get there, right? You'll never get out of the rat race. You'll kind of just keep recycling the water yeah. over and over again. But here's the thing about big deals, which you can probably already assume, is that with the big deal comes a bigger risk, right? Yep. And so we we talk about couples that we've talked to before about investing in real estate and you have one person who has a big risk tolerance and the other person who has a low risk tolerance and finding that um balance that balance right because nobody's right let's be mm -hmm. clear like we should do this and you know you got an argument for going big and the other person has an argument for going small really there's no right or wrong way but no. y'all definitely have to strike a balance because let me tell you and Typically, it's the men who go too far to the risk yep. column. Um, don't ruin your marriage trying to build wealth, like get on the same page. And so you might have to slow down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And to the partner who is on the low side of risk, you might have to speed up a little bit. But I feel like if you both are giving a little bit, like, yeah. okay, we can slow down a little bit here, but we can ramp up here, um, then nobody's winning, you know? No, I, so I'll, I'll say this and I'll just speak to my own experience in the moments where you had something to say and maybe I, I pushed through because I really wanted to go big. You had value in those moments and um, it could have saved us a lot of heartache in certain situations. And you learn to trust that two sides are better than one. Yeah. Uh, two brains are better than one. Mm -hmm. So. 
to touch on the point that you just said about, you know, going big or going small, go together, go whichever together. way you choose, yep. go together. Uh, because the reality of the situation is it's only going to work if y'all are both in line. And even if in line is one person supporting the other person, you know, like, look, I'm going to keep my job and I'm going to hold it down and be the stabilizer so you can go and ignite it. You can take the L's and the wins much better if you do it together. But even if it doesn't work, and I think this is worth saying, That's even if L's, it doesn't yeah. work, like you had buy-in from the jump, right? So if you if you lean too heavy on yep. your side, right? You're gonna have you to lean eat that shit heavy. all the way to the bank. <laughs> you eat it all Somebody the way to speaking the bank. from experience, y'all. If you lean too heavy to one side, then when it is an L, then you have to really you're gonna take that L pretty you're hard. You eat that shit all the way to the bank. But same same in the opposite direction. It's yep. like it's like investing or investing in stock. If something hits and the other person was like, "Oh, we shouldn't have," then you have that's some crow that you have to eat too. Well, well, so so let me say this, and I'll, I'll speak from a man's perspective. From an ego perspective, men take it either either way pretty hard, right? Whether it's the L or the win. The risk in the L is recovery. You got to be able to recover. You got to be able to push your partner back up to take more risk again, right? To, to live, to fight another day. On the W part, you know, when you get a win, there's an ego that comes with that. So if you don't have the humility to take it, what it does is it can still ruin your marriage because yeah. what will happen is now you're feeling yourself. Yeah. Um, and then once you're feeling yourself, they can't tell you nothing. Yeah. And I, there was moments for sure that I, I was feeling myself and politely got humbled. And there's moments where you've been feeling yourself. And I took so much pleasure in humbling your ass. So it really just... It just depends. That's that ego. So that, Watch your ego. Yeah, Watch that's it. you. <laughs> you I'm talking just about egoed. you. I didn't ego. I said I took pleasure in humbling you. I did. That's, now you roll your eyes and go, he ain't humble me. No, that's not why I was rolling oh, my eyes. Rolling it's because eyes. you enjoyed it too much. That's just because I'm extra. Yeah. Okay. So so let me be very clear. When And we allude to this all the uh -huh. time. Right. So I call it the fallout of 2019. Right. So the Shelton fallout of 2019 there was this it was it was devastating in the moment that we were in in the looking back it was like oh that sucked but it wasn't it was devastating like a hard four months it was a it was a tough time and so but even when we were going through our tough time because there was buy-in right it was like okay you sure we're gonna do this and was i was i on board i was like uh, and, but I agreed to it. I did agree yep. to it. There was always my signature on the paper. Okay. So it was, <laughs> that is legally true. <laughs> it was there. My signature was always there. And so when it, when, you know, when it burned down, when it was like the fallout of 2019, you know, I had to recognize, I recognized very soon. I was like, this was sent by the man up above to humble my husband. <laughs> and we talk about that. We've talked about that. I feel Wait, like- humble. 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 Humble is a community in Northeast. It's the same word. It's not. Humble and humble, humble are two different words. I'm gonna Google it. No, the spell is identical, but one's a community and one's I know a word. What humble, I know what humble Texas is, but so I'm talking humble about- humble is the word. Humble. Humble. Humbled. Don't worry about it. Somebody's gonna help. Survey us out says. Here. Survey says. Play the play it. Push the button. Humble. 
humble. Oh, I'm okay with you being right. Uh, baby, That's why I keep you around. That's why I keep you around. Thank you. Hence humble. The, the humbling. I'm. I ain't got that much eagle in that. Anyway, the Lord humbled you. Yep. And as your partner and spouse, I quickly recognized the, how important it was that the Lord do that. And also, it was humbling for me too as your spouse, right? Mm -hmm. So like, whatever, that's the other thing that's so important. And I think this is so important. Whatever you decide to do affects your family. True. Married, right? So if you decide to go off on your own and make your own damn decisions, you married and that's going to affect your family. Yep. So it's always best to get buy-in from your partner, regardless of which direction it goes in. When you take that L, you take that L together, right? Mm -hmm. So Kevin was very strong on his direction. And as his wife, I deferred, right? So I did sign a dotted line, you feel me? I didn't want to, but I did. Okay, as your wife, I deferred. And it was too much over here, despite what I was saying, but I did agree, right? Mm -hmm. But I am beyond grateful. And in the moment, I could not express that. But today, I can say I'm beyond grateful that we had that experience because we say this all the time, it made us better business owners. It's made us better oh, business awesome. partners. It's made us better spouses to one another. Like our marriage is better because of that. And it's like being in a fraternity or sorority, right? The reason why you get pledged is so that you guys can come out and be stronger yep. like the more adversity you go through together the stronger your bond becomes yep. so the more adversity you go through as a couple so you even when you have hard times be grateful for those hard times because yep. hopefully they're bringing you closer together so that you can get through they're them not driving you yeah apart. and yeah. that's what our that's when i look back at that i mean i feel like was it hard yes and were there times where we were at odds and at each other's throats absolutely but over Excuse me. Overall, <laughs> overall, overall, it made us better and stronger as a couple. A thousand percent. And I'd, I'd say this just to add to your point. At the end of the day, your challenge may be something different. Right. Yep. Every couple's challenge is different. Yes. Um, how you face those challenges will define your marriage, good or bad. Yes. Right. Um, so like you were saying, it's a it's a blessing to go through challenges, but it's also, I mean, it could it could push you off the edge mm -hmm. or onto it. So you know, this is the marriage and real estate po uh, podcast. We got to talk about the marriage part and the real estate part. Real estate and the risk of real estate will push your marriage. Stress, you know, financial physical time commitments, children, responsibilities. There's a lot of things that go into that. So it's not an easy decision to say, hey, we're going to go forward in this path, especially if you're doing it without the buy in yeah. of your partner. And however you want your life to look like, you do need to be an aligned because either way you're going to get there. Yeah. To some version of it. Right. So, you know, the one thing when we started from when we started investing in real estate or even getting together, we knew we wanted our life to look very similar. Mm -hmm. um, so it was easy for us to go together. Now, even when we took the L's, it goes you still go through the framework of, hey, do I still want to live life with this person? Do I still want to do these things? Do I still want to pursue these dreams? And once you put everything back up to that litmus test, then you go. Yes, go for it. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, because it's all hard. 
I mean, that's just the truth about it. Life is hard. Marriage is hard. Raising kids is hard. Making money is hard. Losing money is hard. Building wealth is hard. Being broke is hard. So you pick your hard. Yeah. Because either way, you're going to get it. Right. Um, so, you know, we advocate, of course, for building wealth and, and doing that primarily through real estate. But there's a lot of avenues and a lot of ways to skin a cat. So, um, you know, we're one couple and we brought other couples in that can kind of show their own example. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that you'll see is everybody's journey is different. Yep. Everybody's path is unique. Everybody's challenges are unique. Um, and the one defining thing is your marriage. That's the only difference is mm -hmm. you got your partner and that's who you got. Right. So I, I tell people all the time, the only partner I got, I married her. Yeah. Everybody else is an accessory. <laughs> that's the other thing too. recognize that your y'all's journey as a couple in real estate is exclusively your journey. Mm -hmm. So don't look at Aisha and Kevin and be yeah. like, well, Aisha and Kevin do blah, blah, and make that a comparison. Don't look at the Allens or the Boyds or the Winsies, the people that we've had on our podcast, don't look at them and, and make them the the prodigal example nope. of what you and your marriage should look like on your real estate journey. It's yours. Like you have the paintbrush, you make the strokes. Now you can look at other couples and other people that are in real estate to decide what you guys are going to paint and what your journey will look like. But by all means is there, we're, real estate agent and developer. You know what I'm yep. saying? Y'all might be an Airbnb and a Turo. You yep. might be, your journey just might look different and I don't want anybody to get stuck. And we've had couples that came to us when one was pretty risk tolerant, very mm -hmm. high risk and the other one was risk adverse. And they're like, well, look at Aisha and Kevin and what they're doing. Like, no, nope, you, you gotta focus on that. your marriage. Like get out of this one because yep. we have our own issues and challenges, right? Um, so, let me just steer you right back on to like look at you, look within the two of you yep. and decide what your approach will be. And you still need a community. I think you did a great job of touching on that when you said, you know, the the people around you, maybe you can get some things from there. Yeah. There's a lot of benefit by being surrounded by other couples doing real estate mm -hmm. and doing it together um, because you need people who are going forward to support you and going forward because yep. it does get lonely in the path, even as a couple, right? You need people to counsel and talk to. Um, but at the end of the day, that person that you lay down with is the person that you got to make those decisions with. Yeah, um, That's the only way that you don't end up destroying what you're trying to build while you're trying to build something else. Mm. Yeah. For sure. Well, uh, you're looking at me like wrap this thing on up. I'm you looking know? at you like I don't want to interrupt you the wrap I'm up. A, you know, I'm the wrap up queen. Wrap it so. up. You like uh, uh, mad skills at the end of the year. You're a wrap up queen. <laughs> so, I mean, the, in this episode, what we really want you guys to walk away with is that your marriage and real estate journey will be different and decide whether together, whether you're going to be high risk investors or low risk investors and know and understand that neither one of those are wrong. Yep. There it's just what's right for the two of you. So guys, happy investing. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Peace. <laughs>